Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I am, as always, Ellie Gibson. And today, I am Helen Thorne. (laughs) Who were you yesterday? I don't know. I I like to change about, especially on the days that I'm not with my children, but that's another story. Listen, it's a modern world. You can identify as who you like. Um, Exactly right. And who's our guest? Who are you, lovely guest? Hello, I'm Rinku Dutt. Hello, Rinku. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you very much for coming. And thank you for having me. We are massive fans of you, your food, and now your book. Oh, yes, she's got a book, listener. Unbelievable, but true for a guest on this podcast she's done a book but that's not how we how did we meet actually Rinka? I can't even remember um I think we met what a good couple of years ago yeah, when yeah. you got in touch when I was doing my home deliveries actually ah. do you remember and you sent an email and you said that can I, I have, have some, order food? some food please <laughs> that does sound like the sort of thing I would do that mm. does so yes tell us about that tell us about Rastawala first of all um so I basically, I run a, a small Indian, northeast Indian street food business called Rastawala. Um, and it started a good eight years ago now. And um, yeah, we specialize in Kolkata, Kolkata street food. We've got a couple of units that are running at the moment. Um, and that's it. We just love to feed people. Oh, well, we and love get to amazing, eat. And get amazing reactions from people. And like, no, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, so I think I, I got your food. And I, I got your food quite a bit in the lockdown, I think. Because when was yes. that when you were able to deliver? That's right. And like, oh, my God, people. Are you still doing the delivery now? Are you too? We're not. So we, we had <sighs> to She's too pivot. much of a big deal. <laughs> She's having to pivot. I'm too much of a small person. I can't handle it. <laughs> She's a tiny lady. She's... <laughs> No, I just like could have, what happened is during lockdown we had to pivot. So we we had like what four units running just before lockdown, and then March came. When you say units, do you mean like restaurants or like how? Is they're it? not restaurants. They're like um, they're like shacks, like little Your little units, yeah. yeah, pop ups. Um, but they are they're like semi permanent units, bricks and mortar and stuff. And then we yeah we serve. So we went to one at like the Lewisham. Uh, model market, model market. Yes. yeah, which was yeah. divine. We ate a lot of your food there, so they are in sort of like pop up markets and things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. So yeah. we had like four different units, and they were all running, running smoothly, running well. Had a good team of people, and then March came, mm. and then everyone's like, right, we have to shut shop. Yeah. So it was literally overnight. We we had to close up our units and stuff, and oh. obviously I had a small team of people. 
Um, oh, and you're like, say. fuck me, I've got 5,000 naan breads in the cupboard under the stairs. What am I going to do <laughs> yeah, now? Right. But probably in your own vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, something like that was going through my head. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the people that were working with me and I was like, okay, what are we going to do now? Um, immediate thing was we started for a few months cooking for the NHS. So we were like delivering out food to all the like, kind of, um, caregivers and stuff like that. And then... Um, a few months later, we started doing a delivery because loads of people were saying, okay, right, where do we get your food from? We had like a local restaurant bar um, they offered their kitchen as well because they were shut for the few months. And so we used that and we were just like making loads of food and then like delivering out to southeast London. And that was it really. Mm. And that kept us going. So that was like a massive, massive blessing. So hence we were able to keep going during COVID. Oh, when well, a lot of businesses had to close. Mm. Well, I'm not surprised that you thrive because honestly, I'm not just saying it's, it's some of the most amazing food. I was going to say Indian food, but just food, just food in generally. It, it's just some of the most amazing food I've ever eaten. It's apps, every, I remember and that first delivery I got and that every mouthful was just like, oh, oh. I, I remember her texting me out and going, Helen, 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 Helen. Oh, this woman makes this food and she brings Sorry. it to your house and then you die of joy. You're just dead of joy. Oh. Thank you. Can Thank we talk so about much. the potato bombs? Yes. Because, now listen, don't be jealous, don't be jealous that you can't all these, because the recipe's in the book, which we're going to get to. Can you explain the potato bombs, Rinku? Because I've never put anything quite so interesting in my mouth. And she's put a lot really? of different things in her mouth. Things. She has, as, as all podcast listeners would be fully aware. But we're um, talking about food, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 yeah, sure. No, that's, that's how we roll here. Sure, sure, we're sure. very literal. Very yeah. literal, very, very, yes, pure. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, right, so we at Restawala, we have something called spicy water bombs. We That's what the name that we've given. Um, but all around India, you've got, um, they call it different things in different parts of India. You've got puchka, they're called panipuris, golgappas, um, and they're these little semolina puffs um, that they're fried. And then what you do is you make a hole in them. You fill them with spiced potatoes. We put a few chick- uh, black chickpeas in there as well. And then you've got tamarind water. So you fill the puffs with the ta- with the spiced potato, then you put the tamarind water in it, and then you pop the whole thing into your mouth. Oh, and then you feel the explosion of flavours. So it's like spicy, oh. sweet, tangy. Um, it, honestly, yeah, it's, eating it, it's, like some, it's, like, it's like the curry. I think you're the curry equivalent of Willy Wonka. I think it's it's just, it does something. Why is that quote not on the front cover of the yeah. book? <laughs> just don't know. <laughs> yes, for the paperback, uh, I, think, I, think, I think that's what you want. It's so amazing. Because you bought some round the other week and I gave them to my 11-year-old. And I think when we were getting food from you, he was still quite new to Indian food and he was yeah. still like, you know, chicken corn or all that. Mm. And I was like, no, no, seriously, Charlie, have one of these. And he watched me put the tamarind water in and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? To be fair, the tamarind water does look a little bit like the drip tray that you get at the pub. I think it was just like, what's going on? And I was like, no, trust me, trust me. And I put the water in and I just put it in his mouth and his face just went... (gasps) I was like, yes, my son, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Indian food. Yes, Mm. That's it. I mean, the thing is, it's it's a really popular street food um, and it's quite addictive as well, isn't it? It's like, you know, you keep having... And in India, they have like these competitions, Panipuri competitions, and they'll be like the the spicy water bomb um, men, the puchkawalas, they'll stand in the corner of the road 
and it's like an afternoon snack people will just gather around them and he'll just be like literally making them popping a hole putting the potato filling water in and then just literally giving them to people and it's such a scene to watch mm. um and it's it's beautiful it's amazing and so we thought oh. we'd recreate that over here obviously not with the competition and stuff no let's bring back the competition i'm we're having a we're having a puri the puri off next yeah. summer let's exactly. bring it back when exactly. the weather's a bit warmer we'll let's do, do it, it. absolutely so let, let, let's go back a bit because you know obviously you um you've been cooking for a long time but where did your love of food come from where 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 did it all begin um so i would say i mean the thing is as a child our house was always full of food full of cooking mm. um weekends like friday nights saturday nights meant whenever it was a saturday it always meant either we would be going to people's houses or people would be coming to our houses and it'd be a good what 20 25 people and it's the Glorious. run up to that and that was just a norm for us and mm. it was the run up to that on the friday saturdays where the house would be full of food cooking parents cooking my mum cooking my dad cooking oh, man. and it was just it was just yeah so it was just it was the so like feeding people was our way of uh, well I guess now when I look back at it it was the way of our parents connecting like obviously having their community feeding the community but that connection as well and keeping I guess the culture the food all of that alive mm. and now now I look back being a family like kind of having my own family and stuff and just seeing how things are so different like we over here entertain but we'll have like say two people four people like a couple two couples over for dinner whereas my parents would have like 20 25 people and it was just the norm in our community mm. and like you know it wasn't like sit down around the table it was like chairs and it was like the buffet service but it was just amazing it was that buzz so food for me the love for food i think started there mm. we we grew up eating i mean not indian food every day but like the like the elaborate food but also everyday food um as part of our normal daily life and it started there um and then that was it and then i went into a normal normal career normal career in the sense that we would start banking and stuff like that I was there in that for about 10 years and it was only when uh, i moved to india so i moved to india um in 2009 mm -hmm. lived there and then lived so in Kolkata. before you had kids and stuff this, yes yeah. so basically in 2007 i got divorced Right. And at that point, I was like, yes, I'm free. I've got no I have no idea what she feels <laughs> yeah. like, listener. That's what I was going to say. I might be like, kind of in a similar... Yeah. 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 you may be to fucking India. Go on. Get your plane <laughs> ticket. Next year. Next year, I'm going. No, I am. Yeah. So you were, um, you were a single lady. I was a single lady. I was free. I had no responsibilities. And then I met my friend, who's a fashion designer from India. He came down and we became friends and we stayed in touch. Like friend friends? Like, like did you bone? Uh, no, he was gay. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. Love no, but he's my gay best friend yeah, and yeah. I just love him. He's a man <laughs> who's a friend. She must have had sex with him. That's how that works. Sorry, I'm, I'm in a particular phase well. at the moment. I'm in a particular <laughs> phase. I will grow out of it eventually and then yeah. we can all relax. There'll be a full moon tomorrow. She'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yes, yeah, lovely. And so then you we kept hands. in touch and we held hands, exactly. Um, and he was like, you know what? He was in the fashion industry. He was a small, small time designer, but he was moving to become a medium designer. He was like, you know what? Why don't you come? You've got nothing to lose out and take a year sabbatical from work. And I was like, yeah, what do I like a fabulous film. I know. I, like now I look back at it and then my parents were like, are you serious? Really? You're going to leave. This is obviously the good little Indian girl that had well, the banking job. And, and they've been okay like, with the divorce. They're okay with that moving yeah, into a new house. Yeah, too far. Parents. No, no. I mean, the thing is, you know, my parents were the people that were like, you know what? 
if you want to, you do it. We will support you for it. And they're Brilliant. like, mm. F the whole community. Yeah, doesn't matter what true. anyone says. And obviously being from quite a conservative community, it was one of those ones where it's like, shall I, shall I not? And they were like, no, you know what? Whatever makes you happy. Mm. And so I was like, okay, you know what? That's if really I brave that though, in, knowing, knowing, you know, especially in your, were you in your 20s? Yeah, I was yeah, in yeah, my 20s. Yeah. I just graduated. I got married quite young. We mm. only married for three years and stuff. But it was just one of those ones where I was like, you know what? It's not going anywhere. And if I don't pull out now, mm. then so. Yeah. So it was one of those ones. So, yeah. Were, were you worried about the community's reaction when you decided to get divorced? Or you just um, like... No. You know yeah. what? I spoke to my parents and I said that, look, this is what I think you're doing. And then my parents were like, you know what? If you're not happy, we can see it. But we're not, we're no one to say anything. Yeah. If you have said it, if you want to walk, you walk and yeah. we'll support you. So I was like, okay, fair enough. And then that was it. Literally one day went home. Packed my suitcase, came back with a suitcase. My parents were like, welcome back home. So it was just like, okay. And then my parents are awesome. (laughs) Yeah, my parents would be like, come on, he's just doing his best. He's just doing his best. He's a nice man. Men are all like that. Oh, they're all like that. Oh my goodness! Your parents are awesome. They cook. They they're progressive. But then you but then you go to India and they're like, what? Yeah, and they're like, are you serious? Really? I had to leave a banking job. And I was so like, so you've grown oh, up in London. I'm you born say in Port Yeah, you're born in London, yeah. but yeah. they they'd grown up in India. Yeah, for, in India. And then moved over here. Yeah. So they came just before they got married. So they didn't know each other. And then they had a bit of. They basically fell in love got mm. married and then they sent like back in the days it was like a telegram so it was like a telegram going oh we just got married back to their parents yeah. and oh, stuff awesome. like that oh they couldn't really have a go at you there yeah, exactly. like convention <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise uh, yeah and then that was it and then I moved to India lived there for three years I would say now as well that in Kolkata like, in Kolkata yes yeah. and then that that was like the best three years of my life at really? that stage yeah, yeah it was just yeah. amazing I mean like we were in the fashion industry we used to like you know, it was just like, we went to India when I was young every year and that was more like a family thing you'd you'd go and see your family and you do the shopping and stuff like that but then when I moved there for good not for good but when I went there for the three years it was just a I saw India in a completely different Mm. um, from a different point of view and it was just amazing the lifestyle everything it was just like fantastic so I had that yeah so so you had three years and then what was there a moment an epiphany or or a, a moment where you were like I, I need to change my life or I want something different after after spending all that time there. Um, yeah, my husband basically got in touch. My husband now mm-hmm. got in touch and he is again from London and stuff as well. And then he basically messaged me on Facebook and saying that, oh, you know what? You look as if you're having loads of fun in Calcutta. I'm coming because he's like Hindu Bengali like myself as well. His parents are from the same like so was he a friend like his family friends family friends so yeah, they're family yeah. friends um and so he knew so say not just a random man you knew you weren't being catfished or anything. <laughs> yeah. he didn't send you a dick pic or anything like that not like <laughs> some of the men i get i'm coming <laughs> hello lovely lady <laughs> you look fun <laughs> <laughs> right so um, he wasn't a random yeah, so person he wasn't okay. a man i did recognize his you name. had a few mutual friends on facebook yes yep. we yes. did exactly and he was one of those ones and we um yeah our parents knew each other and stuff and he was like look i'm coming to calcutta do you mind showing me around and I was like, no, come, I'll show you some of the clubs, I'll show you some of the bars and stuff, and like and all the nice places, restaurants. And then we did that, and then we got in touch, and then we ended up having a long-distance relationship. While I was in Calcutta, he was like, oh. yeah. So did you kind of get together, as it were, when he was in, in Calcutta visit, visiting you? 
well something started yeah we were were messaging we were like kind of thing and so yeah something it wasn't like a relationship immediately so we got in touch and I used to come back to the UK a lot as well about four or five times a year because we were in the fashion industry the embroidery houses were here we had a lot of clients I used to do that and then we met up um every time I was back here and then and then it was a point where he was like right do you fancy moving back and I was like Mm, I'm having loads of fun. Why would I want to do that? And then he was like, no, come back. Let's like move in together and stuff. And then I was like, okay, let's do that. And then I came back in 2000 and what was it? I can't can't remember, 2011 Mm. or something like that. I came back and then we lived together. And then that was my my moment where I was like, okay, you know what? Let's move back to the UK. Yeah. And did that. And then, um, yeah, and then the story started from there. Mm. Yeah. And then I just, once I moved back to the UK, I didn't fancy a life back in banking I thought you were going to say him for a minute I was like oh god and it has not been alive (laughs) and it didn't work out but we're still married and it's loveless and it's awful oh thank god I couldn't get divorced again yeah yeah yeah. where else would I go Delhi what am I going to (laughs) do yeah and so then and then I moved back and then the, then my this um, this chapter of my life started. Mm. So what what was the catalyst for you going right? I've done. Was it finance you did first? Yeah, of all? yeah. Finance. Yeah. I've done finance. I've done fashion. What else begins with F that yeah. I can do for a career? Food. Yes. Was it like that, Rinky? Was that the Listen, thought process? Ellie, you know you're laughing. Basically, you know, <laughs> you know when I was at university. You know when I was at school. I actually like I messed up my A levels really really badly, and it was a point where my dad was like, you know what? What are you going to do in life? And I was like, look, we need to get into a university so during my when I first started university I literally went to about three or four different universities just to get like kind of get onto the get onto the ladder and get onto the actual degree path and stuff like that so my sister was like that she was like you know what when I go to university I don't need to look at the UCAS book I can just ask Rinku she's been to literally every single (laughs) university so now you make it sound as if I'm doing that with my career as well it's like choosing every single career were you you trying to get the right course or the right faculty or what or just just pissing just around. To, just pissing around, really. <laughs> and then finally I was like, shit, I need to get things back into, like... But then I did it. I did a maths degree and I got good grade out of it and everything as well. But oh, I love that. Like, Pit, fuck everyone, I was pissed around. Oh, and then just did a maths degree. Oh, yeah, that's but, easy. Yeah, but two years later, two mm. years later, like, <laughs> but it was still, it was fine. Yeah. And I'm here to you tell the story. You don't get your 20s back. You don't get your you 20s back. You don't get your 20s back. And yeah, I did. I had a good time. Yeah. I did piss around loads. Loads, oh, loads. And good I had loads of partners in crime as well. But, but then you're like, right, I've got maths. I know how to measure out some flour. I'll do food. I'll do that's that's what I'll do. Yeah, so we moved to Canterbury and at that point I was like, okay, I don't fancy a trip back to the city every day. So let's do something fun. And then I was like, okay, you know what, let's do food. And then that's something my husband got involved with, then my dad from London, he was like, yeah, 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 do something. I'll come down and I'll help you and everything as well. So he used to catch the coach down. And then we did like farmer's markets once a month. Lovely. Um, in Whitstable, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was really good. So we started off there and then Chartham, there was another little small village hall. And my only customers was the veg guy that that was placed opposite us. And he'd be like, yeah, I'll have one roll. I'll have another (laughs) roll. And I was like, okay, this is how we're going to start. But then it just grew from there and then Mm. um, became a little bit more popular. We started getting a few more events. We did festivals. And so, and Canterbury was good. We spent a good three years there and like Rastawala evolved slowly from once a month to pretty much all the big festivals and then we did like weekly markets and stuff and then yeah then we moved to london in mm. 2017 so where is where is rastawara at at the moment so we've got a seven-day operation in greenwich oh. in north greenwich design district 
Um, so we're there and we serve out seven days a week and we do all the street foods there. Amazing. Um, we've just, uh, we're coming to an end of a summer pop-up that we did as well in Stratford. And then we do Crystal Palace Market every Sunday. Get down there, Crystal yes, please. Yeah. See the dinosaurs, eat a potato bomb, it'd be the best day of your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and yeah. of course, you've done a book, Rinku. Oh you've, we've got it right here. It's yes. called Kolkata. What's what's what is first of all, what is um sort of characteristic of northeast Indian food? So Bengalis are known for their love for fish, mm. for veg and for sweets. Um, yeah, so that's that's what Bengalis like have their love for. Um, but the book itself, I mean, the, there's so many different parts to the cuisine that I've tried to add into here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful, honestly. I so I read like I honestly I read more cookbooks than I do actual novels. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, more than the news, I would argue. You don't yeah. need to remember the narrative. It doesn't matter if no. you're tired. It's if very you're, pretty. If you drop them in the bath, it's very easy to just flat them <laughs> just around. Just shake them out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I love this one. It's the kind of cookbook I like because it's got stories and it's got you in it. I think I wanted to give a feel of Kolkata itself. Like, you know, when you go to a lot of cities, you have like lots of landmarks that you must have, you must go here, you must go here. Whereas with Calcutta, I think Kolkata, I feel that it's a city where when you go there, you actually have to feel it. It's more like you're saying as well, it's the vibrancy, it's the colours, it's the smells, it's all the different senses. And I feel that I made this a little bit more personal because it, for me, it was that. It was that nostalgia of like when I lived out or it was my childhood memories. Um, and it was more a feeling that I wanted to portray in the book. Mm. Um, and, and then it's got places like places that I would go to eat, places which I would recommend. And so for, for someone who visits Kolkata, it's got all... Maybe doesn't have someone who they're eventually going to marry to show them around. Yeah. You've got the book. You've got the book, exactly. <laughs> You're a partner. That sounds ideal. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's why it's got, yeah, it's got like history. It's got a little bit, of, bits of stories and connections of dishes for me and the way I, I felt about it or I, I learned about it and grew up. And I think everyone has, um, most people have a, a, a deep love of curry, especially in this country. Like I love that the, the top dish in this country is, is, is <laughs> chicken tikka masala. That is the number one favourite dish of all Shocking. people. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that interesting? And I, when I grew up in Australia, cause there wasn't a, there is now, there's a much big much bigger Asian community in Australia but my version of curry on a Saturday night would be my mother's curried sausages which was which I looked up the recipe right so it is onion banana sultanas sausages um uh, some curry powder. I was going to say that sounds like a trifle so far, but okay. yes, keep going. <laughs> banana and rice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But and you, and you served it, uh, served it with rice, and you would just buy, you know, like the cheapest sausages. Um, but that that would be that was my introduction to curry, and then I'd be like, was it, what was was it good? <laughs> I liked it at the time. Fine. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then my palate sort of evolved. And like when I went to university, there was like a, like a little pop up store at the Union, and these two um, gorgeous guys. I would buy samosas off every week. I'd never tasted anything so delicious. And then and then and then moving to the UK, LA Night is now part of our tour. Is that we would go to every we're trying to go to every town uh, in city in the UK <laughs> and sample every um, curry restaurant uh, that we possibly can. One of our roadies is called Steve Hill. He has the same order 
every chicken jalfrezi pilau yeah. rice that's it yeah yeah and chicken jalfrezi really yeah and and that's all he'll have wherever we go so he's he's doing i think he's got a book in him just called the chicken yeah. jalfrezi diaries um but yeah do you feel does it does it bother you that white people have sort of <laughs> appropriated curry the thing about chicken tikka masala being the national dish which I, as i understand it isn't it's, actually a traditional it isn't, authentic no 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 it's dish. not like a... does that wind you up a bit are you like look there's there's more to Indian food than, than this team. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know that. And I think that that's, that's something which I'm trying to bring out over here and like bring out that awareness that curry isn't... I mean, you know that the word curry itself has been... It's an anglicised. Right. It is an anglicised word. It is something um, which has been made up. But then we have dishes. We have something called dar curry. And dar curry means like a veg stir fry or a veg curry. So mm. it's been brought in, but it... It doesn't, I mean, bothers me in the sense that I can't say it offends me, but it's something that that's how you guys know it. And I think it's more like maybe part of my thing to bring it out that there are different dishes and not everything is a curry in the Indian cuisine. Mm. Um, and yeah, just bring out that awareness that it, and just because it's a curry, it doesn't mean that it's got turmeric, it's got the base of like, you know, the ginger, garlic, onion, gravy. Not everything is like that in the Indian cuisine. So. Mm. Um, and that's yeah. what I'm excited about your book because like I, you know I've had such a basic knowledge of it but then you know um, going through your book and like the desserts I think in particular was such uh, a, a beautiful explosion of, of, of colours and flavours that I hadn't really even thought about so I'm, I'm kind of excited about exploring all the different recipes and the slow cooked meats and the fish and there's um, is it the poppy seed fritters um, yeah seed. oh my god they look amazing <laughs> and you were saying just before we started recording that um it's white poppy seeds that mm. you use rather than the black which is great because if you're on a date you might prefer to have a white poppy seed in your teeth, Stuck than in your teeth yeah than exactly a black one. Mm. yeah exactly yeah, less embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite books of the book is where you talk about how like actually writing down the recipes so you've got this oh book deal goodness, and then you're like right i've got to actually write down all this shit that's in my head yep. and that's just been passed down like i'll put a bit of this in and stuff and the bit about your parent like you're trying to get out the recipes out of oh your parents can you talk oh us through that process so i'll talk you through that the process was basically i was eight months pregnant and mm-hmm. I got an email saying that oh you know what this is we're interested would you be interested this in is your second baby so you've already this, got one yeah, yeah. and this yeah. is my second child eight months pregnant and so you know you look at certain emails and you think okay is it is it not is it mm. true is it not true and then obviously like kind of it came from like a source and um it was the lady it was my editor actually and she we had a few common friends so I was like okay you know what this is mostly a serious email so let me respond back and then um Emily, she doesn't live in London, so she goes. Let's arrange a meeting. So we arranged a meeting, and so and so we met in a coffee shop. And as I was walking down and sat down, she was like, "Ah, oh, hi, Rinku." And then she looked at my bump, and she was like, "You're pregnant." And I was like, "Yes, I am." And she goes, "Right." So basically, the whole gist of the the meeting was that right, we need to get this book done in three months, and you're eight months pregnant. And I was like, "Right, we're going to do this." I'm going to do this. We're going to do 70 recipes and it's going to happen because these kind of offers don't come. Wow. Like kind of, you don't get asked to write a book that often. Like I don't anyway. So, mm. so I was like, okay, we're going to make this happen. And so then I was, so obviously we had the meeting and then I called my parents and I was like, right, mum and dad, this is what's happening. I need your help. They're like, yeah, don't worry. We can do it. Yes. Would you it's, like it's, to it's adopt a possible. baby <laughs> in about a month? <laughs> Do you want to adopt Wait, one? Wait, hold on. And then I was like, okay, we've got to do recipe testing. They're like, it's fine. We can do it. Let's let's talk about what recipes you want to do. So I wrote a list of recipes. 
And then it was on the phone and I'd be like, right, mum mum and dad, I want to do this potato curry. It's really easy, Rinku. And I was like, right, so let's start from scratch. So this is my mum. She'd be like, right, so what you do is you, you do the potatoes, you pop them into the into the pan, and then you put some turmeric. And I was like, okay, but do you not need do to Do the put, potatoes. What does do, do the, the wait, potatoes? And then she goes, and then I was like, do you not need to put some oil? Do you not need to temper it? She goes, Rinku, of course you need to do that. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. So let's talk it from the beginning. So you put some oil in the pan and then you put some cumin seeds in the pan. She goes, yes. And then I go, do I put the potatoes? She goes, yes. Then you put the potatoes in the pan. And I was like, but do we need not need to boil the potatoes? She goes, Rinku, of course you need to boil the potatoes. Oh, God. I was like, right. So we need to boil. And I was like, okay, this is going to get more and more difficult. I've never seen a recipe. She just always just got everything oh, we'll is, but, yeah. We that. call it andaj. Okay. My parents have learned to cook, and everyone I think within the Asian community cook by something called andaj, which is the measure of the eye. Mm. Right. So, like, you know, they'll put a little bit of oil in and a little bit of cumin seeds in. But what is that little bit? Because I need to write it down for my book. A little bit, Rinku, just a pinch. <laughs> and I was like, what's a pinch? Your pinch, my pinch, medium pinch, big yeah, pinch. My husband's got sausage fingers. It could be <laughs> like a pinch the size of an apple. Yeah, I don't know. Know. So it was super frustrating. And so then then I'd have to get them to come round or we'd go round and we'd do these recipe testings. And it was fun. It, mm. was, it was definitely a test of patience. God. Yeah. For them and Chef for me. Just you need when you're eight months pregnant oh or nearly, you know, nearly yeah. ready to pop. You're like, nearly ready to pop. So it was one of those ones. But yeah, it happened and like yeah, kind of we managed to do it and it was it, the frustration of measuring out the concept of having a weighing scale, a concept of having a teaspoon, mm. a normal tablespoon. It's that's not the way they've they've cooked. No. That generation doesn't cook like that. Oh, it's fascinating so, though. But it's yeah, tricky. It's there. difficult because I I sort of it's because you're so intuitive. It's like, yeah, so how do you measure is, that feeling and that connection to the food? Absolutely. And 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 you and also it would have adapted over time. Going actually next time less coriander okay. seeds or you know more spice or that needed. Yeah. And so you just evolve with the recipes rather than going it's always like that. it's like this but yeah. then like even like that one dish we'll eat and we've been eating since like childhood. There's nothing written down yet. The taste still tastes. As it was when we were like that yeah. same taste comes back mm. every time we try it. So it is, it's a magical, it's a magical process, it's a magical experience. But then when it comes to doing, writing it down on paper, yeah, it's a little bit of a challenge. But I understand why people need that security. I like a recipe. I like a sort of, especially if it's a new cuisine or a new yeah, dish. absolutely. I've, I've, I've because not... you don't know what it tastes yeah. like mm. and that's why it's so important. Yeah. And I feel that we've we've managed to do that. But then I'm episode. teaching my son to cook and like if I give him a recipe book, he'll be like, I watch him like measuring out the oil with the teaspoon. I'm like, no, it's all right. You can just <laughs> chuck it in, babe. And he's like, no, it might go wrong. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It's all about trial and error. And then I think the more confident you become with cooking, the more you feel, okay, you know what, I'll be a little bit daring and I'll put a little bit more in or maybe it's just a pinch of this and stuff like yeah. that. And then I cook very much like that. I don't, I'll use a book or I'll use a recipe for an inspiration. But then maybe I'll say, you know what, let's add a, another little bit of spice and a little bit of chilli and stuff like that. And then I'll use that as a guide mm. and make it pretty much my own. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's key, and I I love I love food in which it connects you to people when they're far away. So I have I have moments where I really really miss my mum, and so I'll make get some raisins. bananas and some sausages. Yeah, oh, raisins. Oh, just some raisins. Oh, I know, and then I'm straight back to Australia. Absolutely, I'm going to make it for you. Do you know what I'll do? Is it as a nice? I'll deliver it to your What's house. What's she done wrong? <laughs> 
I'll give you that. some chili chicken. If you could, Chinese if, chili chicken. If you and could, you and I'll bring you some curry sausages. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be. It, I feel like it's a very fair exchange. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but I, I and I make I make the dishes for my children because my children have grown up here in, in the UK and they haven't grown up with my mum and dad. And so, and then when my children really like the dishes that my mum used to make me, and like even my granny used to make me, you feel so connected to them. Food is so powerful for all those. Absolutely, it's yeah. that bridge, isn't it? It's that connection. Mm. It's it's nostalgia. It's that mem. It's those memories. So even for you, when you're cooking it, yeah. you must really feel like you know, it transports you back. Yeah, to Yeah, it does. It's really powerful. Are your kids um, really have they got quite a developed palate? Then they 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 because my. I, I would say that they're they're on their way, uh, my children. I mean, you know, my my son, you know, he's he's he even tried steak the other day. I mean, he's really Aww. developing his palate. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel that when I cook with my kids, there's more chance that they'll actually eat it. And Ellie, you had that experience, didn't you? Make like sushi with Charlie the other day. Yes, we went to we went to a sushi workshop workshop a sushi <laughs> workshop we went to a sushi workshop up north uh, we went to a sushi workshop at the gordon ramsay academy in woking sandy gordon himself was not oh, there sushi oh. and shouting with uh, gordon yeah. ramsay. <laughs> uh, so we just did some quiet swearing under our breath me and charlie just to make up for it um yeah it was really it was really fun mm. uh and he eat it afterwards he ate the salmon ones. Uh, he's less keen on the crab, but he tried them. And we have a rule that you, if you try it and you don't like Absolutely. it, you don't have to eat it. And then that's why we have to try it. But, you know, all kids are uh, different, obviously. And so, like, like Charlie's palate is now really good. So we went to a pub the other Sunday and we ordered one steak and ale pie and one steak and stilton pie and pete was like eating the pie and charlie took one mouthful of his pie and went this is the wrong one this isn't the ale one this is the stilton one and i was like you can taste stilton he doesn't even eat blue cheese no and And pete was like (laughs) he was like halfway through (laughs) so i was like god your palate's amazing meanwhile my other son was having a tantrum because his chicken nuggets were the wrong shape so do you know what i mean (laughs) They're all different. They're all different. It's a bag of licorice all sorts that way. Now, speaking of chicken, uh, can we just talk through the fried chicken that you did a collab with, with our dear personal friend, with Melissa, our previous podcast guest as Mm. well. Uh, Fat Mouse Foods. Yeah. She's amazing. Tell everybody how fucking good this chicken is. So Mm. basically, Melissa... Oh, and also, Melissa is... Her book is launching on the same day as my book. She's got a new book coming out as well. Oh! South East London's finest ladies, yes. Amazing. Um, Yeah, so we basically did a collaboration a couple of years back um, and we did her curry fried chicken. I used her recipe and it went down amazingly. If you like curry and if you like fried chicken, you'll love curry (laughs) fried chicken. Yeah. (laughs) If you like sausages and you like bananas, (laughs) you'll love Australia. You'll love Lee Thorne's curried sausages (laughs) with raisins, people. Oh. It's the food combination you never thought you never wanted. I do. <laughs> I'm still trying to work it out in my head. No, my mum listens to every episode. She does it when she's ironing. It was, I love it, mum. I really do. But it is, now you say it out loud, it sounds a little odd. This is, I'm not, I haven't tasted it. I will say, I have eaten, um, I've eaten a, a, a snail and banana stew before. Where was that? Uh, when I, when I... Uh, <laughs> When I, it was another lifetime ago. When I, I lived in Vietnam briefly, and oh. I, my, I lived in a Vietnamese house with Vietnamese housemates, obviously, or as they would just call each other housemates. And <laughs> I lived there, and um, 
I would cook sometimes like for a treat. I would I would get a bit homesick for you know because because I, I love Vietnamese food, but also sometimes you be like, oh. So I go to the Western supermarket and at great expense I buy myself like a packet of pasta. And for some reason they had borsan. I would buy a little tub of a little oh, pack of borsan, yeah. and yeah. it would cost sense. me about forty pounds. But um, it was delicious. <laughs> delicious. And I would like cook it. And then one day I was cooking the pasta in um, the kitchen. And young lad, one of my housemates, he was he was only about seventeen. He'd never seen pasta before. He'd never oh, wow. eaten it again. This was like twenty years ago, so yeah. you know it was a while. But anyway, and and he tasted a bit of it, and he was so revolted he had to spit it out. What <laughs> it was pasta? Boiled pasta. Ow. He'd never experienced that particular. He'd obviously eaten quite a lot of rice, but he'd never had that texture mm. or that that flavour before and I think it was the texture he really didn't like the shape of it in his mouth he didn't like I think it was penne or something um, so we had to laugh about it and then my housemates were like we're going to cook you this really nice Vietnamese meal like so you can experience proper like regional and like they're from the country and it's something, a thing. Like, you know. banana and snails so that was that was what we had banana and snail stew and I'll be honest it was not to my taste and again it <laughs> might have been the same as my housemate I just sounds like what a toddler it. puts in its mouth daily but you know I yeah I, I for me the texture of the snails just like the penne was for him yep. probably not not my favorite but what a lovely gesture what a lovely what gesture a and because it was a lovely gesture <laughs> I um Boop. I, I kept no I kept finishing my my bowl not knowing because they've oh, been there a few months. Oh my, oh my. That if you finish your bowl that's a sign that you would like more and out of politeness they'll just because you're yum. supposed to leave a little bit in your bowl to show that you're full and you've oh, really, really enjoyed the food and that's what I was told much later after the fact anyway. I can't I can't don't 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 at me. Don't sue me if that's wrong. That's what someone it, told that, me. That was just your experience at the but time. That's what yes, someone told yeah. me that's but then what you're the not saying that that's our custom and everything. Is as it? Well. It's like when you come to our house if you see a glass that's empty or you see a plate that's empty my dad would be like whiskey yeah <laughs> <laughs> biryani biryani oh biryani. my god your and parents like, should you win literally... awards for their parenting no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like you never go you never come to the house and you never you never leave the house without eating and you never have an empty plate it's constantly until you literally take it and put it in the sink or put it in the dishwasher mm. you'll carry on getting topped up yeah yeah so, so tell us all about the book when is it out Rinku it's out on the 29th of September so this Thursday Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Marvellous. So it's called Kolkata. And where can people find it? If you'd like to order, pre order. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, well, if you come along to 42 Acacia Avenue, <laughs> I have a little stall out the front there. Yes, Bring yes. cash only. Cash, the eyes at all's not working. I'll I'm afraid the Wi-Fi is Crystal Palace. Just only in Crystal Palace. Just go to the like. I was going to say, I was going to say, go to the book. Don't go. Nobody goes to a bookshop anymore. Just go on on the internet. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> you answer her question, Ellie. Fine. Cold cutter. She's just like, what have you never bought a book before? I don't know. Where can people? Um, find you online as well have you got uh, Instagram handles websites yes absolutely so I've got Rastawala which is R-A-A-S-T-A-W-A-L-A or if you're looking for more details on the book it's rinku.dutt D-U-T-T and then it's a numeric one here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, as is tradition, Renku, we do like to finish the Scummy Mummies podcast with a Scummy Mummy confession. I'm going to do a confession on behalf of my husband, Helen Thorne. Go on, and Renku Dutt, who is not here um, to defend himself. So let's go it. Let's go for it. <laughs> this is um, not the first time she's done this, by the way. No. But um, let's let's go with it. By no means. So my <laughs> husband Pete, he's gone off on a little lads mini break with a few of the lads. I mean, I say lads, they're like forty five. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah. not. You know, no one would win an arm wrestling match in that in that I, group. They're, they're, they're just, lovely, lovely, lovely chaps. Yeah, they give it a go and then they're like, oh, my wrist, my oh, RSI, oh, yeah. my knee. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, I need to lie just, down. Oh. Yeah. Gentle, so, gentle I need a chaps. Massage. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> So they've gone off to Stuttgart. So they went off on Sunday. And Pete said to me very sweetly before he went, he's like, oh, I'm feeling really guilty. And I was like, why? And he was like, oh, just leaving you with the kids for four days. And I was like, oh, don't worry, sweetheart. You know, I go away a lot with him. We went to Edinburgh and we're going to Nepal. And you deserve it. You know, you go and enjoy yourself. Don't worry about ringing me. Don't text me. Just just go and have a nice time. Just forget everything for a bit. And I was feeling like a very good person for having said all this. And, you know, he went off to the airport. And then that night... I was like, I got did the kids tea, you know, and I got them, got them undressed, and I run the bath, and I was like, I can do this, man. This is no worries. This is no single parenting nailed. No problem. This is no drama. Maybe he's having a lovely time. I thought, oh, what is what is he doing now? Drinking a big Stein. Oh, lovely. Probably, you know, talking about sport pornography. I don't know what men talk about. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, here we go, and then I said, right, go on, kids, get in the bath, and then I heard them go, oh. And I was like, what, what? And they were like, we're not getting in the bath. And I was like, just get in the bath, just get in the bath. And they were like, no, mummy, look. And there were toenail clippings uh. floating oh, oh my goodness. in the bath. Because I had forgotten that this is the thing that Pete does. If we've got an important thing to go to, whether it's like a holiday <laughs> or a wedding, somewhere important where you've got to be there on time, really key, mm. he will decide on the day of that event to clip his toenails. <laughs> like, even if we're running late, all of that, and he has to do it over the bath. Even if you need to get in the shower, no, he's got to do it over the bath. So anyway, so he'd done that. He hadn't rinsed them down the plug hole. And then it was like a sort of toenail smoothie, these toenails floating. Like croutons in a, like, in a oh soup. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. It was really disgusting. And the children were like, well, we're not getting in that. And I was like, I can't blame you for that. You really. didn't want to get like the sieve out, like after my birth, after no. my home birth. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd yeah, have yeah. the lamb shank. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they were, they were, they were, they weren't having it. I did, I did sieve them out. I sieve, and then they did get in the bath eventually. And but then they were like, "Oh, mum, this one under my bottom." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mini harpoons! Oh my goodness me! So I messaged him and I told him what had happened, uh, and they said, "I said yes." Yeah, so anyway, that's what's happened. Don't come home. Mm. 
And uh, he wrote back and said, oh, and I went, yep, I've just rung the locksmith. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you'll find your belongings in the suitcase Outside. on the front step. Yeah. <laughs> your mother has your personal fix. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. My husband is a very scummy daddy mm. indeed. Uh, Helen, do you have a confession for us this week? I have a confession. Um, um, my, my daughter was doing like a mood board, an art mood board for, for her art project. Uh, and homework and she wanted some old photos and she went through some old photos and she found a little photo book Uh, back in the day before I had children my mum and I went travelling together and we went to Berlin and there was photos of like Checkpoint Charlie and By the Wall and my son said oh my god mum this is so exciting you and Marty were there to take the wall down (laughs) (laughs) which was I was like it was 15 years ago it was I'm not fucking old he's like this is so exciting you were there I was like I wasn't there with David Hasselhoff with his piano key scarf yeah I know I know magic moment oh my god and they're they're so funny they're like oh my god you were were there in history I was like just because I went to the wall doesn't mean I brought down the wall Um, but I I thought that was that was very sweet Um, but yeah they like it was really nice actually because I I haven't had time to kind of talk to them much about my life before them and they they just you know assume that that this that's is that's where it starts yeah it? So. yeah and i also thought that you know i have been conscious of not talking about before times like before um the divorce thing because i you know it's still kind of new but actually i thought and no, this is the time to kind of re retell these stories and things like that and um yeah and also i had brown hair and they're like oh, mom you should get brown hair again i'm like no no i looked i looked like i was made out of lego so i, w- I won't be doing that again <laughs> well rinku do you have a story you'd like to share with us okay so basically my daughter my eldest daughter she was we were talking about body parts and stuff like that and then um she's obviously in year three now so my so we were talking we were like and then we were talking about different parts and what to call you know about like yeah. just making them aware of things like that and then my husband basically said that okay we're gonna a female body part and mm. like all our other friends said oh it's either a vagina or this and that stuff like that and then uh, for my daughter he goes okay you know what that part part is called but yeah, of course. Yeah. We put we anything in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anything. Oh, we've Are said much sure? worse words oh, than this. Oh, wow. So it's, like, it's called a panani. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. So now that's what she she thinks mm-hmm. that uh, the female part is called a panani. So other women, other girls will be like, oh, you know, the vagina, this and that. And she'll be like, yeah, isn't it the panani? <laughs> so I don't know at what stage we change that to a biological You referred name. to it as a panani before. I've, I've, well, it, well, it was all the rage, wasn't it, when Ali G was... Yeah. was, was I was like, why would you do yeah, yeah. that? Why would you... I love it. Teach no, love your it. daughter. Bring it back. To yeah. <laughs> Everything it's, else in the 90s listen, is being, being brought back. Why not banana? It's as much part of our cultural heritage as spicy water bombs, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Pinanis yeah. and water bombs. That's what you can call the next book, <laughs> Rinku. That's the novel. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. We did have, didn't we have someone on the podcast once, was it the show, we called it a panini? A panini. Yes. I mean, it does look a bit like a panini, really, like yes. two bits of white. Fle- I, well, think, yeah. I think, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Italy. I spend quite a lot of time pretending or wishing I was Italian. Mm. Uh, so I think we should team up and do a, do a collab like you did with Melissa from Foul Mouse Foods. Yeah. Called it Panani Panini. Yes. Why not? Why not? Mm. I'm into it. Curried paninis, curried sandwiches. That sounds really good. You could put, you could, you could do a banana and sausage one for your mother. Yes, yeah, that'd be very nice. You could have curried spaghetti. That would be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Or punini. Mm. 
Panani. No, I don't know. Needs more work. It does. Yeah, yeah, yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, thank you so much, Rinku, uh, for all the lovely food you've given us over the years and for your gorgeous, gorgeous book. I can't mm. wait to make the, the water bombs. And what I like is I read that you don't have to make the the casing you can just no, buy can the casing because exactly. i can't i'm quite it's sure very f- very for fiddly shit. for me but do you, know I, I, do you know what i feel like this is my i think i'm going to do this on instagram as i'm going to bring you to my house and uh, yeah. and make you um curried sausages and see what you think and that that will be my gift to you oh my goodness thank you so much <laughs> my on instagram. i'm so busy for the next- <laughs> Six to twelve months. Um, but, but thank you. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, it's right. so delicious. You can't. I can't wait. Um, some, can. some quick admin. Uh, go to Scummy's Mummy. Scummy's Mummies. That's good, isn't it? Mm. Go to scummymummies.com for tickets to our live shows. We've got lots of dates coming out. We've just added some new ones. I think for like November and December. Like things are moving and shifting all of the time. And I'm sorry we can't go everywhere, but we do have you know children and other things to do, which sadly means we can't. It's not that we haven't either. tried. We uh, are trying. We're we are trying. trying. And, and dates are until 2023. Um, if you're listening in the next couple of days, I'm running the London Marathon on Sunday, the 2nd of October. And uh, so please sponsor me. It's at just GoFundMe and then type in Helen Thorne. Uh, and I'm running for the charity Gingerbread. And so far I've raised over four grand. So I'm pretty oh, amazing. Oh, pleased well with done. that. All by my own. Um, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, you can look on Instagram, I ran... 10 miles and 10 different outfits and Ellie Gibson was extraordinary she was there folding up my clothes picking up my dirty clothes which I threw on the ground uh, but you can follow all that sort of stuff but yes I'm hoping to run run it around a few a few minutes quicker than I did last year so that'd be fun oh amazing. it's going to be amazing it's it going to be, be awesome oh well thank you so much Rinku Pleasure. thank you for having me and thank you for listening listener until next time bye bye <laughs> It is. I Sorry, there's a man swear. carrying a mantelpiece <laughs> in the rain. Oh, you just nicked it. No, and people no. burgling mantelpieces now. There's your cost of living crisis. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Right. Sorry. Do Start with a mantelpiece and then get the fire to warm your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call yeah. yeah. him in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.